Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm joined with my compadre, Tyler Moss. As per the usual, he's here pretty much every single day, so make sure you guys check him out. Link's all down below. In today's video, we are going to be doing a quarterback ranking for all the rookie quarterbacks coming into the class this year. The draft is just about a week away from now, next Thursday, so everyone, we're going to get all hyped for that shit, and we're going to get right into it. So, Tyler, before we actually get right into it, you can plug your stuff here. Uh, let's plug my stuff. Twitter, Tyler Moss NFL. You guys have been booming on that. I love it. I love the support. Um, I'm trying to actually put content on there that's fantasy valuable instead of me just being a dipshit. But if you really, really like that shit, bam, Twitter. Um, obviously, my fantasy stock exchange, check that shit out too. Um, we make it millions. Yeah, straight up bands. We make millions off this. So the first guy we're going to be talking about in this video. These are Tyler's rankings. So Tyler's number one quarterback coming into the NFL draft in 2020 is Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. I probably said his last name wrong, but that's okay because he's just Tua to me. So what do you think about Tua? Why is your number one guy in a tier with another guy we're going to talk about after? Yeah, so I have a two-tier here at the top for quarterbacks. Um, Tua just gets the slight nod over, over Burrow, in my personal opinion. A healthy Tua is is the clear quarterback one in this class. That's the only issue. Uh, I want to take that out when we look at him for a longevity purpose. Uh, obviously, he will have to manage through those injuries uh, from the start of his career. But Tua overall as a quarterback is just better. The The mobility, um, the dependency is is a lot less with, with uh, Tua. Now, take in mind, Alabama is the same way as LSU was last year. It's, it's an absolutely stacked uh, – Stack roster built off of elite prospects, and both both uh, quarterbacks were definitely handed great situations. Um, but I really do like Tua uh, having the edge over over Burrow with the mobility aspect and, and just just pocket presence. And, and I feel like that's the number one thing that comes with Tua for me is the pocket presence that he has is is remarkable. Uh, I really like him as a prospect sitting around. Uh, 32 games in, the, in his in his three-year uh, sample size. Um, put up a completion percentage of about 69%. Hashtag nice. Uh, roll with that. Uh, 87 passing touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. That's an excellent ratio for a young quarterback, only through three his past season. Uh, that's, that's what I want to look at. You're not turning over the ball, and you know how to uh, manage the situations. The only thing that I do fear with him is obviously the injury prone, but more in in-game. It's when he does make a mistake, it tends to be pretty large, and that's something I do not like. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, obviously, Tua is going to be falling behind in the draft over a guy like Joe Burrow, but we're just talking about NFL prospects here. So the second guy on your list is Mr. Joseph Big Dick Burrow, the man who was smoking a cigar on that couch, looking like a straight-up beauty after he gave the Clemson no shit, I almost said the wrong name. The Clemson Tigers a big up smack. The Tigers beat the Tigers on Saturday night, I believe that was. Who knows what night it was. But what do you think about Mr. Joseph Burrow? Why do you got him at number two mixed in there with Tua at your first tier of players? I, I think it's more or less just a sample size issue for me. Um, yeah, spectacular in his last season. Rattle off stats, 76% completion through 60 touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, on how many passes he was throwing, uh, 527. Uh, it's remarkable. That's remarkable that you're able to contain your uh, turnover ratio there. Um, I do love that. The issue is, is how much of that was dependent on the Joe Brady system, how much of that was dependent on all these prospects just hitting at the same time. The wide receivers 
um, boomed at uh, the same time that Burrow boomed, and, and the same with the offensive line. Uh, defense as well. That's a very underrated defense. People don't talk about very often um, how good they were. That That's going to help in, in every situation. Yes, his 2019 was remarkable. It was. The improvement he showed, uh, 15% completion jump or, or something of, of that nature from, from last year in 2018. The, it, the stats say that, yes, he, he's, he's an elite quarterback for the next level. Um, I just kind of struggle to, to believe it yet. Now, I do believe he is a talented prospect. He is in my top tier, but I need to see the longevity of him being able to put up these numbers. That's when I'll start to get confidence in him. Uh, I currently have him looking at about a Tony Romo kind of uh, comp. It, it works. That's a long – he had a long career, Tony Romo did. That, that's the kind of career Burrow, I think, is, is kind of mapping himself out to be, uh, which is plenty fine. Um, outside of the fact that the Cowboys were horrible uh, – Roma wasn't too awful of a uh, of a quarterback, and if Burrow can manage that for his career, that's that's a pretty good career for him. Yeah, definitely. And then Burrow, just like Romo, can hang it up after a sad injury and then be in the announcing booth and just be – he's a great talker. We've heard him speak before. So, yeah, I completely agree. Joe Burrow's – he's fucking amazing. I mean, the only reason why there's any doubt is because he really only did it for one year. The guy went from being a sixth-round pick, and he just flew up like the top of like some type of a roller coaster. He went straight to the top, and he was at – flew from like sixth round to the fucking first round and now he's the first overall pick most likely unless the Cincinnati Bengals decide to do something completely stupid and don't pick him but yeah Joe Joe Burrow's fucking amazing any games you've seen of him he absolutely made your eyes just orgasm everywhere all over the screen all over your television so I like Mr. Joseph Burrow so now into the second tier of quarterbacks for Tyler the tier begins with a man named Justin Herbert the pervert Oregon Ducks quarterback. What do you think about Justin Herbert? Yeah, so the, the my thoughts on him are have been very flexible, very up and down, uh, more or less just how the NFL feels about him. But as my personal kind of breakdown of him as a prospect, um, the strengths that he's sitting with is he has really good arm strength uh, when utilized correctly. Uh, Accuracy-wise, um, he can be very lethal as a quarterback. Uh, the overall size is, is perfect NFL size. He has that. Um, and then the sample size, this guy is a three-year starter. Um, he played in, in 2016, his, his freshman season as well. Uh, you can honestly say four years because you play 12 games in a season, right? And he played eight in both 2016 and 2017. I can count those as full starting seasons. So let's just say it four four seasons started. Um, you saw a consistent improvement through the touchdowns. Uh, the turnovers were more dependent on how many times he was passing Whereas in those, obviously those eight games are going to be a lot lower than the 13, 14, you're seeing in 18 and 19 season. Um, overall, you, you did see some improvement uh, from him. Um, I don't know if I would have went back to school last year. Uh, I think that's just something that's just kind of sitting with me. He would have been my quarterback one uh, last year. And now he's in a, he's in a rough spot finding himself at the quarterback three. Now I still believe he has the talent um, for the next level. I think he needs a touch bit more to, of just development. Um, obviously, when you sit, when you come into a system as a freshman, sure, you have all the experience of playing four years, but you do not grow behind anyone. And I need to see him grow behind a prospect like that. Um, that's one of my things that kind of need to be looked at for him. And, and then, obviously, deep ball consistency. Uh, I, I touched on it just a bit. The arm size is there. The arm strength, uh, it's just when the accuracy isn't, um, that's that's an issue. 
Um, there's a lot of guys he could be comp to. Ryan Tannehill is is kind of what I'm looking at. Um, still a solid prospect, but just he just needs some work before he can start starting in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So why do you have him underneath the other two guys? Because obviously all three of these guys are likely going to go. Obviously they're all going to go in the first round, potentially all top 10, top 12 picks. So is it just the accuracy that worries you? Or what's your biggest worry that you have him a tier below? Well, just the overall playmaking of Burrow and two are, are just remarkably special. And I don't really think it's fair to compare uh, to compare that to, to Herbert. I mean, you'd have to be next level to be where they're at. That's why they're where they're at. Um, so that's that's just a very attractive quality that both uh, Tua and, and Burrow possess. Um, I think he has it in him. It's got to be found. And mm-hmm. knowing that it has to be found means he still has some room to grow and is not going to be in that top tier for me. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, moving to the second guy in his second tier out of the three guys in here is Jacob Eason out of Washington. What are you liking about Jacob Eason to have him over some other guys that uh, some people may notice down in the comments eventually that uh, you don't have up here? Yeah, so um, I just finished writing my article for him uh, uh, yesterday, which, you know, when this comes out two days ago, um, and I was just watching over film and reviewing over everything. Um, and, and this guy just kind of stood out even more than he already was. I, I really liked him as a prospect going in, sitting around five for me. Um, he's moving up. Uh, I would honestly contemplate moving him over Herbert. And here's the reason. Sure, he won't get drafted with the high capital, but he's going to get drafted to a team that will possess a very, very good starting quarterback already. He's not going to have to play immediately, which I do not think is something he needs. Um, he needs to grow, which is kind of a weakness for him. He needs to be able to, to grow into himself a little bit more. Um, Decision-making is rough, um, but you just can't deny the overall talent. The, the talent's there. Um, he has, uh, he had ran like a four, eight, nine. I mean, it's something crazy. So even though he's not mobile, he was still able to do so. Um, he's got an absolutely incredible arm and he zips, he puts the ball in places that most prospects can't. I don't, I honestly believe he has, the strongest arm in the class and he placement wise can make some incredible throws. Now that comes with a lot of risk. And I think that's the main kind of problem with Eason, but you sit him behind a breeze of rivers, um, a Brady, just shooting off the hip, a uh, big Ben, uh, you put him behind one of those veteran aging quarterbacks. That's perfect. Um, I have him caught currently as, as Phillip rivers. Uh, obviously this, the decision-making isn't always there, um, but the talent and the, the playmaking is, and it's, it's quite special. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Philip Rivers, his decision-making is just, fuck it, Keenan Allen's out there somewhere. That's his decision-making. Now he's in Indy, so it's going to be, fuck it, T.Y. Hilton's out there somewhere. So until he's in the injury-prone area, you know, the fucking box or whatever you want to call it, the, the tent, you know? So yeah, the next Yeah, thing. real quick, I just want to make it clear that, like, um, this, this is kind of a big stigma that's been following him, is, yes, uh, I have Jake Fromm way under Eason. Um, and people are going to be like, Tyler, but from beat out Eason. Well, of course he did. Watch Georgia. That's a run offense. That is a run and game manager. That is not what Easton provides. What Easton provides is uh, go out and can win you a game or can lose you a game. That is not what Georgia needed. That's why they moved on. So that's got to be clear. Um, and more to that, uh, Easton jumped his uh, completion percentage by 10% just in that year starting for Georgia to when he had that finishing season in 2019 for, for Washington. So there was improvements mm-hmm. made, and that's that needs to be valued as well. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you watch them throw at the combine, you can clearly see who the better player was there back to back in the combine. If you guys just want to go back, you could just probably fire that thing up and just watch. I mean, it looked embarrassing that Mr. From Jake from state from was the quarterback. So the next guy in Tyler's tier here, the third and final guy in the second tier is Jordan love out of Utah state. So why do you have him here mixed in with these other couple of guys like Herbert and Neeson? Well, um, so Herbert and, and love are getting the capital. Uh, where I, I believe out of all three of the guys, Easton's talents uh, just just better. Uh, the capital that's being provided for Herbert and Love is just undeniable, and I, I can't bump them down in my rankings because of that. Um, I still believe in them as prospects and think they can do very well. Herbert more immediate, um, Love kind of as a developing guy. Uh, I think there's just a lot of fantasy hype around Love and, and the potential that he has. Uh, I want to go ahead and squash all Mahomes hype, uh, he's not Mahomes. We got to stop putting that in his mind. However, Jameis Winston is a wonderful comp. The decision making is, I'm going to say, is worse than Eason's. Um, a lot of people want to bash while wow, Eason makes horrible throws, but he gets it in there sometimes. And, and Love doesn't. 17 picks. Uh, most importantly, he threw four uh, first LSU. That that is that is when you're facing the peak talent. And yeah, you can talk about the coach change that happened from 18 to 19. That's fair. You talk about maybe a loss of talent, but if you're going to be talked about in the first round and you're an off uh, power five kind of schooled uh, quarterback, I, I really got to see special stuff on tape when you're facing these teams. And, and I really just didn't um, 17 picks last year and take away what four for the LSU game still throwing 13. Uh, you're sitting huh. here with guys like Easton and, and Herbert that are throwing eight in a full, full length season. Me not taking a game out for them. Uh, and it's just comparatively worse. Uh, I think there's a little bit too much hype on Love. Now, I do believe that the arm is there, and he does have a pretty pretty solid pocket presence. So um, I can get behind him as a future future quarterback. But, again, another guy that's got to be developed. Okay. So you're not feeling the love on Mr. Jordan Love. So Well, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, not kind of. Level, not to the level of the four guys before, you know. That, that's where it falls for me. Um, what's when I get the few guys that I really, really like placed? Um, I start kind of filling in the holes. Uh, is this, can I honestly believe this guy will be better at the NFL level than the next? Uh, and that, this is why I have love. Uh, he's going to close out my rankings uh, at, at the quarterback five. It's, it, it seems fair because there's no one below him that I think is that'll, that'll overtake him. Um, but I don't think he's going to overtake any of the guys uh, above him either. All right. Sounds good. So now moving on to the third tier of quarterbacks, quarterback number six, Anthony Gordon, go Cougs. What do you like about Mr. Anthony Gordon? So this comes as a pretty big surprise for people. Um, Anthony Gordon isn't really a, a highly touted prospect. Um, he's from Washington State, so you get that little Gardner um, Gardner action. Um, Stash. He was he was better than Gardner. Uh, he threw almost about ten touchdowns more. Um, the interceptions were a little bit higher, but the overall passing attempts were around forty plus more or around that, around that, um, I'm shooting from the hip on, on those stats, but they're it, the overall, yeah, the overall, um, quantity and passing that, that, uh, Anthony Gordon had to take over, uh, guys like, um, Minshew and, or the other guy, uh, it's not Foles, whatever. Um, goodness, that's losing my it's mind. It's okay. But yeah, it's okay. We're moving, we're moving on. Um, he was just really good last year. I mean, 689 attempts. That's unreal. You're sitting around 700. You throw 16 picks in that. That looks a lot better than um, Jordan Love throwing 17 on 
400, you know? So it's, it's just, that is impressive to me. And yes, you're in a gunslinging offense that, that that's just run off of, off of just let's pass almost every single down. Um, but he took on that role quite well. He walked on 27, 2018. He sat as a backup um, for Minshew. 2019 steps on the scene for his final year. Uh, really impressive stuff that I saw in, in tape. Um, obviously, there's errors made, but I mean, there, there's there's no denying his his just capability. Through a seven uh, touchdown game, uh, he broke Minshew's record for passing touchdowns in a season for the Pac-12. So, I mean, everything's there. Um, I think he he has the ability to go in the fourth round. Uh, and again, he's the kind of guy that one of those teams that we mentioned earlier with uh, aging out guys that can develop a quarterback. That's the kind of team you're going to find Anthony landing on. And I think that'll be very bright for his future. Now, one thing is he doesn't move, uh, which I think is okay. Um, he's a pro-style guy. You go to one of those offenses, though, built off of Breeze, a Rivers, a, a Brady. Those are the same exact thing. Um, you're not getting mobility. You're training off the right guys. It's perfect. All right, so now that we just talked about a guy that's going to be throwing the ball a lot, let's talk about the guy that does the absolute opposite. He's like Ryan Tannehill handing the ball to Derrick Henry in the playoffs. We have Jake from quarterback Georgia. Now, why is Jake from below Anthony Gordon, and why do they run the ball so much? That's my question. I'm going to be honest. I think from has the ability to finish in this class around the fourth quarterback. It's definitely there. Because I think a lot of teams will trust in him to, to be a starter, to pull his weight, um, but not do dumb things. Again, this we talked about it with Eason. The reason Eason was not at Georgia for the closing half of his uh, career there was because Jake Fromm was there to the game manage. He did everything that was asked of him. That's the kind of quarterback that's really good coach, uh, coach kind of player. The unfortunate aspect of it is he doesn't have the ability to handle – uh, taking over an offense without a good running attack, a decent O-line. Um, you got to keep in mind, Georgia is is a built powerhouse that stacks running backs and always has a great offensive line. And then the defensive end, it, it was since um, Kirby Smart going there and, and him bringing in the right guys to recruit for defense, that has just been upgraded as well. So you're handling – you're dealing with excellent defenses, great offensive line, and always a good running attack because that's just what Georgia is. Uh, of course, Fromm looked good. Uh, you look at the tape, I mean, he doesn't look incredible because obviously there's a lot of run plays um, and a lot of quick throws, but he gets the ball out. He does what he needs to do. And I'm going to be honest, there was games where he, he stood out. DeAndre Swift, 71 uh, rushing yards on like 19 attempts versus the University of Florida. Fromm stood up, stood up, stood up in that game. Um, 200 plus passing yards. I know it's not much, but it's Fromm. Chill out. Two touchdowns. Uh, he's had to step up in that game. So he has the ability to do it. Um, it's just, can he do it at, at a consistent level um, in the NFL? Can he be relied on? I don't think he can be, but again, you put him in a perfect system that can run the ball effectively and he's not dependent on that's what's going to be perfect for from. Um, but that's also why I have him as my seven is I do not believe the ceiling is there. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So coming in here at number eight, starting off the, fourth tier of the video and we only have two more guys after this to go we have the guy that everyone is typing in the comment section right now tyler you fucking dumbass why why do you have jalen hurts at quarterback eight you dummy quarterback eight jalen hurts former quarterback 
from Alabama, then goes to Oklahoma to take over. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? Why is he number eight? And why should the audience click subscribe right now? Do it. Click subscribe right now before you, before you hear this take because you're going to unsubscribe after. If you're a Hurts believer, I'm very sorry that you were brainwashed by a perfect Lincoln Riley system. That's just what it is. Um, Lincoln Riley is an incredible coach. I swear, I swear, you can go on to his offense, Nick, and you can be very effective. I can guarantee you that. Um, you can figure out how to throw uh, a good amount of touchdowns there, 30-plus touchdowns. Anyone can. That's just what Lincoln Riley is able to do. He molds his offense for every quarterback every year. Three straight years of quarterbacks that did not play the season before, and he's molding offenses for them. He's an offensive genius. Uh, I want to credit that to coaching more than I want to cover, uh, credit Burrow and – and uh, Brady up to coaching, you know that. So when I look at Hurts, yeah, he can he can move, he can, and yes, he can do relatively okay uh, passing against Big Twelve offenses, Big Twelve defenses. My apologies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can do that. But what do you do against LSU? And, and don't give me the no one did anything against LSU. Look at Kyle Trask with Florida. Look at what he was able to do. I know I'm Florida fan pointing, but that was the best game LSU had to face all year. Look at what Bo Nix was able to do against LSU. It wasn't great, but he was able to move the ball relatively enough, um, not to win, but obviously no one beat LSU this past year. Hurts, in the big-time moment against a, a really good defense, he wasn't there. He just wasn't. There, there wasn't any element of his running because it never was opened up. A good defense is going to lock him down. Uh, that's what you're going to see in the NFL. It's not going to get easier from there. It's only going to get harder. People are going to know how to, how to beat him. And what separates him from a guy like Lamar is Lamar has – he's faster, he is quicker, and his accuracy is better. So you – as Hurts, you can't depend on your mobility when you get to that next level like Lamar kind of can. Lamar out of college, let's keep in mind, this guy was a Heisman candidate. He was a Heisman candidate, and he won the Heisman multiple times. Um, coming out of Louisville, I mean, the hype on him was way too low, uh, whereas Hurts, the hype is just a touch too high. What has Hurts done – outside of Lamar proving that a mobile quarterback can work in the NFL. Hurts is not Lamar. He just isn't. Um, and I, I challenge anyone to tell me that that Hurts actually can, can make it in the NFL. 237 attempts in that past season throwing the ball through eight picks. I mean, we're looking at – I mean, we just looked at Anthony Gordon. He almost threw 700 attempts, and he threw 16. So stats-wise, I mean, how, how am I supposed to back up that Hurts can be effective at the next level if he's – turning over the ball that much against Big 12. And, and sure, LSU too, but you just didn't look good against the big teams. And yeah, you can run the ball, but you, you're not an effective passer. And I just, I can't get behind him. And I'm sorry I, I rambled because I don't get the, the love for him. It's okay, because Jalen might be Hurts, you know, down here in the rankings at Tyler's quarterback eight. So now at quarterback number nine, we're going to take the plane and fly our way straight to Hawaii. Cole McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, quarterback number nine. What do you like about Cole McDonald, and is McDonald's the top fast food restaurant? Uh, I don't want to answer that question, because I feel like there's so many elements in fast food that need to be broken down. I will say Arby's fries is peak. If you guys want to argue with me all you want, I have Chick-fil-A. I'm from the South, so I know what Chick-fil-A is, and I have added a lot. Arby's number one with Arby's sauce. I just learned what that was over the summer, and my God, changed my world. Rocked my world. It was like uh, having sex for the first time. Arby's sauce. Big plug. Um, but Cole McDonald, yeah, we, we went off there. Uh, Cole McDonald, as, as a prospect, more or less what I'm buying into here for quarterback nine is 
can he do something at the next level? Because you get past 10, uh, my 10th guy is this about the same, is can he be effective at the next level with what he's dealing with stats-wise, statistics-wise? Can he make it at the next level? I think he has the ability to. Um, big arm quarterback, 500 attempts in 2019, uh, round 500 in 2018 as well. So obviously he, he's been handed large workloads in the past. It's kind of how Hawaii runs it. Uh, the issue is the completion isn't sexy at all, 59%, 64 it's, it's not good. I don't really love that. Uh, the touchdowns were, they were around in the 30s, uh, but interceptions were 10, 14. So I don't know what I'm really getting out of him. Uh, you do get a lot of mobility with him, which is, which is peak at the next level. Um, accuracy needs to be worked on, but mobility-wise, uh, 2018, and these are the two seasons he started. Uh, 2017, he uh, did not he play backup. Um, this is a junior player. I think more or less he, he'd be better he would have been better if he stayed uh, at college, but he did declare um, 134 attempts in 2018 rushing and 101. So he can move. He can move. Is it dependent on? Uh, not really. The average wasn't really there. Um, yards wasn't really there. So I can't really depend on him as a rusher, but the, the ability to do it and the ability to handle large passing workload is why I have him sitting at my quarterback nine right now. All right, that makes sense. So coming in here at the final quarterback of the video in the final tier, he escapes that tier that we were just talking about, and that is Bryce Perkins, who plays for a school that I didn't even know personally played football. I thought they were just a basketball school trying to cut down the nets. I mean, it's just past – it's a fucking joke, you dumbass, all right? They're, oh, only good at, they're only good at basketball. They won March Madness last year. They're still the champions, I guess, because there was no March Madness this year. So Bryce Perkins, quarterback, Virginia – Cavaliers why is he your quarterback number 10 over some of these other guys like a cool guy like James Morgan or someone like that James Morgan uh, Steven Montez Nate Stanley they're just not special to me and, and if I'm going to put you in my top 10 uh, top 10 these are the only guys I think could genuinely do something at the next level I don't believe those quarterbacks can um, so if I'm going to put you here I'm going to put I'm going to I'm going to put all my faith in the fact that you could potentially do something uh, that's it was the same with um, with Cole McDonald and it's now here with Bryce Perkins. So who is Bryce Perkins and why the hell do I like it? Because you do not hear his name a lot. Uh, Bryce Perkins to me is the best mobile quarterback in this class. Uh, passing wise, it's not really there, but as a runner uh, and his mobility that that he's able to use, it's the best in the class. That beats Hurts. Uh, you can roast me all you want, but this is a guy that specifically builds off of running, and if a team wants to kind of capitalize off of the Lamar effect, um, get a guy that hasn't, that's that had a long path in NC, in the NCAA. Um, he went Arizona State, uh, was recruited, went Juco, then went to Virginia for 2018 and 2019 as a starter. Um, if you want to figure out who Bryce Perkins is as a quarterback and the heart he has, Florida game, Orange Bowl. I watched the whole thing because obviously Gator fan. That guy's incredible. What I mean, he laid everything out on the line, and he didn't get a combine invite, and it makes me so mad because I guarantee you it would have ran faster than Hurts. Um, I think the guy, he keeps the ball relatively in control. He had 12 interceptions last year, only 22, inter 22 touchdowns. He did throw the ball – a remarkable amount of 500 times, which was kind of surprising. The average is around seven yards. So he's not special in getting the ball downfield, but getting it to the playmakers is, is something that I really like. And obviously you guys are like, wow, you're hyping up the, the rushing. What's that about? 
Um, 923 uh, rushing yards in 2018 and 769 hashtag nice um, in 2019. Sitting around 20 touchdowns in both those seasons combined. I love that. Uh, that means he can run um, on the red zone. He's able to make large plays with his, with his legs. Um, he's just a guy that I genuinely could believe could do something at the next level. Now, whether that's starting, I, I don't, that's not going to be immediate whatsoever. But if, if a team like Baltimore drafts him as like a backup, um, learn behind Lamar, that, that's perfect. Um, that's the kind of situation I would love him to fall into or just another team trying to rebottle what Baltimore was able to do last season. That's why I like Bryce Perkins over a uh, pocket kind of quarterback like like a Montez, like a Nate Stanley, not like a Nate Stanley, like a James Morgan, guys that could do it uh, pocket-wise, but probably won't see the opportunity. Shout out Shea Patterson, QB1. So thank you guys. Thank you guys all for watching this video. If you guys ended up enjoying, please click that subscribe button down below. Click on all the videos that are going to be on your screen right now. Follow Tyler on Twitter. Check out the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned the article. Um, we're having our rookie draft guide drop the 26th. It is 100% free, uh, completely free. Follow me on Twitter. I'll give you updates on, on where it's at, um, how you can get to it. It's all free. We wrote articles for all the top prospects, uh, fantasy-wise in this class. Um, we have video tutorials, our, all of our rankings. It's all there. It's 100% free. There's zero reason to not capitalize it, capitalize on it. Uh, really look forward to seeing a lot of a lot of growth from that. So check that out. Yeah, for sure. I'll be tweeting it out as well once it drops on the 26th, I believe. So thank you guys all for watching. Like I said, click that subscribe button. Come back for more content. We're going to be here. We're going to keep grinding. See you guys in the next video tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Kiss your mom. Kiss your dad. Kiss everyone in your family. Fuck Jalen Hurts. Let me know down below, actually, how you guys feel about how Tyler hates Jalen Hurts. Let me know, you Jalen Hurts fanboys. Tell us how you really feel in the comments because if you leave these negative comments, they help my video. Always remember that when you leave your negativity. It's actually helping me. So have a great rest of your day.